Hey guys, welcome to That Florida Feeling. How is everybody? I hope it's a good week. Thank you to everybody who's interacted on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok pages. As always, thank you. You're awesome. Thank you to everyone who participated. Participated. I just made up a new word. Participated in the Wednesday Polar Question. The coffee shop question was actually pretty divided. Um, a lot of people make coffee at home, and a lot of people visit coffee shops. I am genuinely glad a lot of us do not go to Starbucks or Dunkin', but that's just me. I don't know. Personally, I always love finding local coffee shops. Like, that's the place I go to when I'm, like, in a new city. I'm like, I'm going to find a new one. I'm going to see what cool things they have. Um, You know, I do it kind of all over Florida. I can honestly say some of my favorites are Old Florida Coffee in Fort Pierce, the House Coffee Shop in Largo, Kookaburra in St. Augustine, and La Dolce Vita in Johns Pass. Of course, there's other fun coffee shops. There's a couple in Dunedin I like to go to. Um, Dunedin Coffee Company is one of them. You know, and you just kind of find your own little ones. And then, like, you know, everybody kind of has something different and something, you know, kind of creates your own favorite. And, you know, I don't know. Maybe I'm just a coffee-holic, and that's fine. <laughs> if you have not done so, can you please, 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 please go rate me on Spotify, five stars. And if anybody still listens to Apple anymore... If you wouldn't mind giving me a review on Apple with five stars and a comment. For some reason, if you put a comment in, it it like changes the thing and it helps you go up in the ratings. So when people search, it helps you find. I don't know. I, I don't get it. I like actually Spotify's better where it's just like, hey, five stars. Boom, you're done. Um, but if you haven't done that yet, if you would not mind, I would seriously appreciate it, you guys. So today I'm going to talk about just something I find interesting. Um... We all we know Florida is full of history, and some of its history is not always good history. Actually, a lot of Florida's history might not be good history. Um, but today we're going to talk about the dark side of Jacksonville, or at least the part of the city that comes alive after dark and in the shadows. No, I'm not talking about vampires, but that would be hilarious. I am, however, talking about haunted Jacksonville. Now, Jacksonville's been around a long time. Um, the area that it was founded was actually kind of around when St. Augustine was founded. So quite a long time, quite a lot of history, um, pretty interesting history. And I can't really say that I'm surprised that people just kind of chose to stick around. Um, I've been to a couple of these places and I'm going to share them with you. The first place I want to talk about is Taco Lou. And Taco Lou is a great restaurant in Jacksonville and it's really close to Jack's Beach. It actually sits on Beach Boulevard it's a super popular place. I remember hearing about it when I was in Jacksonville, and I never heard bad things about it. But the restaurant didn't really start, like, as a restaurant. Um, and, of course, it's changed names many times. The building went by the homestead, and then there was the Copper Kettle at one point, more recently, and Taco Lou is what you have now. Um, the building is actually said to be haunted by one woman. Well, they think there's other ghosts, but the main ghost is one woman. Her name is Alpha Painter. And she actually originally owned the homestead. She also owned the Copper Kettle. And she was in love. These were her restaurants. These were her babies. And she owned these over six decades ago. So she's been sticking around quite a long time. The sightings have been frequent, which actually earned the building one of the most haunted on the first coast. Um, which is saying a lot, considering you're basically competing with all of St. Augustine. And if you do spot Alpha... Um, at the Taco Lou, you might see her staring out the window, sitting at the bar, or watching over the guests from the stairs. Now, the building has been home of sightings since the 1960s, which actually coincides when Alpha passed away. The reports of the building being haunted have circulated for decades, with people hearing the rumors as children, growing up with them, still having encounters, and of course the locals. 
Alpha Painter was an interesting person, so it's not surprising that she decided to hang around. She was a predominant Jacksonville Beach businesswoman in the 1930s and remained so up straight up until her death in the 1960s. She was actually proprietor of the Copper Kettle and the Homestead, and she was a well-known woman in the area. But not much is actually known about her background. Um, like what she did before Jacksonville is kind of a mystery. We do know that she was born in Pelham, Georgia in 1887, lived in Philly, married Mr. Painter in the 1910s, and was possibly a nurse or some kind of hospital staff before coming to Florida. They think she moved with her husband to Jacksonville in the 1920s. Again, some of these dates are kind of a little bit hazy. And unfortunately, she shortly divorced after they arrived. But she didn't waste time in doing her own thing. She relocated to Jack's Beach, and she opened her first restaurant, the Copper Kettle, in 1930. She actually moved the restaurant twice before settling in on Atlantic Avenue, where it specialized in southern cooking, a cocktail lounge, and a small hotel. She was kind of doing it all. She then opened the homestead on what is today Beach Boulevard. And the building was actually a two-story log cabin that was a boarding house, her main residence, residence for the employees that she had, and an actual restaurant. And of course, Painter was ahead of her time as she employed and actually became close to African-Americans at the time, which was really uncommon during the Jim Crow era. Um, the homestead eventually changed from a boarding house to a full southern, full southern cooking restaurant, and it kept the rustic and homey feel. And it was a huge success. Um, Painter actually sold her other restaurant, the Copper Kettle, and focused completely on the homestead. This was her bread and butter. This was her baby. And she actually kept the homestead up until 1961 when she retired at the age of 74. Unfortunately, Painter only got to enjoy one year of retirement as she passed at her Neptune Beach home in December of 1962. Again, that coincides with the start of the sightings. Now, the homestead remained open under different owners, but always flourished as a business until it was unfortunately closed for good in 2011. Now, the building is in a great spot, and it didn't take long for someone to buy it and change it into another restaurant. And that's the Taco Lou. But before the homestead closed, there were sightings. There were sightings from the moment she died. The building was there for many years with many locals knowing about it, and legends only tend to grow. The ghostly sightings... May not have thought to have been Alpha Painter at first, but she has definitely become the predominant ghost after all these years. She's considered a benevolent ghost, doesn't really want to hurt anybody. She's usually seen by the limestone fireplace or sitting in a rocking chair. You can even see her standing as if she's watching her restaurant run correctly. She's also been seen on the second floor, standing on the stairs, or even in the women's bathroom mirror. That one's creepy. They also claim that Painter died by hanging in the building or was possibly buried on the property. These are not true, but it definitely helps add to the lore and the legend of the building. The place is haunted enough with one spirit, but why stop there? Let's add to it. The building is also possibly home to a mother and daughter spirit duo who ran an adoption agency on the site in the 1800s. And unfortunately, these women possibly committed suicide. The reports were that the mother and daughter both suffered from melancholy which is kind of depression, and they hung themselves. They supposedly haunt the building as well. Now, we're not sure if they ever actually existed, but it definitely adds to the legends of the place. The staff at Taco Lou have reported sightings of Painter and possibly others. They have no problem sharing them. They love to hear the legends from the locals. And you know what they say? 
Heroes get remembered, but legends never die. And it seems like Alpha Pinter is that legend who's just going to continue to live on. The next place in Jacksonville is actually notoriously haunted, and it is Evergreen Cemetery. Do a Google search of haunted Jacksonville, and this place pops up immediately. Evergreen Cemetery was founded in the 1880s and is Jacksonville's oldest cemetery that's still in operation today. It's a 167-acre resting place for 14 of Jacksonville's mayors, five Florida governors, the city's founder, Isaiah D. Hart, and tens of thousands of everyday people such as veterans from every war, most every war, survivors of the Titanic, poppers, and everyday Jacksons who were buried in these grounds. If you actually visit Evergreen Cemetery, you're literally visiting 15 decades of Jacksonville history. So I, I can't say I'm surprised that the cemetery has its fair share of ghost stories. I have actually been past Evergreen Cemetery, and it didn't, it's a really nice looking cemetery. It's well kept, it's maintained, people still go and visit their loved ones, burials still happen. And so it doesn't seem like a place where you could literally run into anything at any time of day, but apparently it is. And the ghosts in the cemetery are actually pretty consistent. Not like on a timeline, but they are seen pretty regularly. Usually they come with brief encounters. And the spirits that are consistently seen haven't changed in decades. This is another one of those locals know and people talk. Mainly the lady in violet. There's a man in old-fashioned attire near an unmarked mausoleum. And the ghost of a woman near an ugly (laughs) angel tombstone. Alright, I'm laughing because I will post a picture of the ugly angel tombstone. And, yeah, it's it's pretty ugly. Um, the ugly angel tombstone is an elaborate headstone that got its unattractive male-winged creature. And that is how it got its name, the ugly angel. It is, it is truly a sight, guys. I will post it. This tombstone, though, actually marks the grave of Belle Hightower, who died at the age of 34 in December of 1934. The appearances started in the 1960s, or that's the first recorded one that we have, where an apparition of a woman in light-colored clothes appears. She's actually said to give off a calming spirit, and the ghost sightings have been seen on and off. And most of the reportings of this ghost are people who just lost a loved one, so it almost seems like the ghost appears to those who are in the new in the grieving process because of the sense of calm it gives off and to the people it usually appears to. I mean, I think that's kind of cool. Someone that's there to help, you know, calm someone who just lost a loved one. That's that's actually a really cool ghost. Um, the next ghost is a lady in violet. The ghost was first reported in the 1940s. The people who reported it said that they saw a woman in an old-fashioned violet-colored dress with a black hat that included a plume feather. Fancy. They think that the woman lived in the late 1800s. And back then, black wasn't really the morning color. It was more violet. So violet was more of a morning color during that period. So hence the reason that she would be in a violet colored dress, which I think is really strange because to me, violet is a pretty color. It's it's happy-ish. It's not something you would think of once you're mourning someone. You know, we all just go to black funeral clothes. But during that period, apparently violet was that color. The lady is probably the apparition of a woman who used to frequent a grave of a loved one and continue to do so even after death. The apparition is said to be the uh, premonition, though, and this is this is a local legend. Anybody who sees the woman is said to have a death in the family in the next few days. Um, I don't know that I necessarily want to see the lady in violet now. I'm good, thanks. Um, 
But honestly, this ghost reminds me of, you know, the theories where like, I don't remember if it's the stone tape theory or there's another theory in paranormal and it's, you're just seeing it on repeat. Yeah. All you're seeing is just, you're just seeing a moment in time that happens over and over and over again. And so I'm kind of wondering if that's this lady, although the premonition that comes with her, that doesn't sound too fun. And then the last ghost in the cemetery is, that is a well-known, it's a man and it appears next to an unmarked mausoleum. Fun fact, though, this mausoleum is no longer unmarked. It's actually been restored, and the name that was on it, you can read it now. Um, The ghost, though, is said to be named Thaddeus, and he is said to appear to people at random by this same mausoleum. Not much else is known about the ghost. Uh, The sightings are all the same. This is actually probably the most frequently seen ghost in the cemetery, but I don't know. I, I don't know how we know his name is Thaddeus. He sounds... From his description, something like straight out of Pride and Prejudice. Who knows? Maybe he's also another one of those souls that went to visit people and just kept on doing it. The next place is Florida Theater in downtown Jacksonville. I've actually been there. It is a really cool place. Um, The theater kind of has a really cool history. Uh, It's been around a long time, since 1927. And of course, the theater is said to be haunted. Personally, I think most theaters are haunted because that's like what you hear. It's like there's always a haunted theater. And I think that the reason is is because people put their heart and their soul into their performances. And so it doesn't surprise me that you put this much energy and this much love and this much passion that you're not going to stick around someplace that made you happy or you really connected to or your energy went there. Um, The theater is said to have people moving uh, in the balcony. Like when nobody actually is up there, you can see people moving. Uh, You can also see things moving around. Chairs creak as if someone is sitting in them. And a former organist is still sticking around, possibly for one more performance. The organist committed suicide and likely came back to the place where he found the most joy during his life. The theater's a really cool building. um, So the next time you're in the theater, don't be surprised if you feel something other than the AC blow across the back of your neck. And keep your eye on the balcony. The next place in Jacksonville is El Modelo Block, and it's a pretty notoriously haunted place. Um, The building has been home to many different establishments, but one man who visited the bar when it was a bar is possibly still waiting around for his drink. The building actually sits at 501 West Bay Street, and it's one of the few buildings to survive the 1901 fire. And in its early years, it was actually the El Modelo Cigar Manufacturing Company. The company stayed in business until founder Gabriel Hidalgo Gatto passed away. When the, That's when the building started to change hands and to change establishments. Um, the Plaza Hotel actually occupied it for a while. And then a number of bars called it home because the area that it's in was a seedier area at one time. And if you've been to Jacksonville, you're like, so that's most of the city. No, Jacksonville's actually really nice. Um, but this place was kind of the seedier in that time, and in 1907, a Spanish-American war veteran walked into the bar, but he didn't make it far, as he was greeted with a shotgun blast from a sawed-off shotgun that directly to the chest. I don't know what he did to deserve the shotgun blast, it didn't say, um, but they think that he's still upset at his untimely death, and he still wants his drink, as he has been spotted in the building many times. Um, he's been seen walking around, he's been seen by the door, um, I don't know. It just seems like I mean, I guess, I guess if you have an untimely or a shocking or a horrific death, 
I could see kind of waiting around to get revenge on someone. <laughs> or that drink, whichever one it is. Jacksonville has another really cool cemetery that's slightly haunted. The Old City Cemetery on East Union Street is a historic, often overlooked place that is literally directly in the heart of Jacksonville, like right in its core. Um, the cemetery does sit in the core of the city, and it's cut off from downtown only by the Matthews Bridge Expressway ramps. So, I mean, it's right there. The cemetery was a home is a home for who's who of early 19th century Jacksonville settlers and residents. So, obviously, this is not in operation anymore. Um, one such person that was buried here is Marie Louise Gatto. Name sound familiar? It's because it was the daughter of Gabriel Hidalgo Gatto, the person we just talked about with the haunted building. Um, she passed away at 19, and she didn't have a peaceful death either. She was actually shot five times as she attempted to enter her father's home on April 20th, 1897. No, her father did not shoot her. She actually survived for a bit and accused ex-boyfriend Edward George Pitzer uh, of shooting her as she lay on her deathbed. She accused him, but he was never convicted of the crime. Actually, when she accused him, he became like this playboy some for some reason, and women flocked to him, especially after he wasn't convicted. Wrong with people. Um, her murder, unfortunately, still goes unsolved to this day, and she has been seen in the graveyard. You can also hear sounds of weeping, moving lights, disembodied voices, and other sounds that just kind of haunt this graveyard at night. Again, not a place I really want to go to. All right, the last place I want to tell you about um, is is kind of one of my biggest fears. Um, <laughs> this place is on the National Directory of Haunted Places, and it's in the Arlington area of Jacksonville. It's actually an Arlington com apartment complex called the Carriage House Apartments, or now the Chelsea Courtyards. Um, that is my biggest fear, is to move into a haunted apartment. And I don't know why it's my biggest fear, because I've lived in one. <laughs> I lived in one in St. Augustine, Um we saw a full-bodied apparition walk from the living room into the bathroom and disappear. So, I don't know why I still have this innate fear, but I do. I guess I guess it's because it feels like you're just stuck there and you're renting this and you can't do anything and you're just stuck. Sorry, rant over. Anyways, so back to the Chelsea Courtyards. The reason that this place makes the list is because it is home to some very unsettling, very bad and kind of poltergeist activity. Um, the nice haunt about this is that the front office is said to be haunted by the former manager, Miss Billy Boyd. Um, she was the manager for more than two decades, pretty much took it over when it opened and passed away in 1987. Um, so she still haunts it. She loved her job. Um, and I guess she, that was her happy place. Now, let me tell you a little bit about the apartment complex before I tell you why there's some poltergeist activity. Um, the apartment complex was actually built in the 1960s and it was, there had been construction in the Arlington area and it was near Jacksonville University and this was a new place for people to move in the area. Um, the building along with other complexes, there's actually a couple different complexes built at the same time and their goal was to kind of give the area a new life. And the apartment complex was relatively normal and, you know, nice for its time. Just another complex that you wouldn't think anything about it until February 1st, 2000. And that is when Tracy Moss held a bag over his wife's head until she suffocated. Mitzi Moss was actually the second of three people her husband killed that day. 
Tracy had already killed his girlfriend that morning and would go on to shoot his boss that afternoon. Moss was eventually cornered by police on the Dames Point Bridge and shot himself in the face with a shotgun. Now, the actual legend of the haunting is about... They, they don't know if it's apartment 40 or 42. Um, there's no real... Because, I mean, when you, when you hear of somebody getting shot in an apartment complex, they never release the number. I mean, you know which complex it is, but you don't know which one it is. So, it's either 40 or 42... Um, and they believe Mitzi was actually killed in whichever this apartment is. And this apartment is the place of some super frightening activity. It was so bad that they had to stop renting it out. They couldn't get anybody to stay. Um, they actually ended up converting it into a storage unit. The unit itself is a home to a number of sightings and strange events. Uh, witnesses that actually did manage to live in the home for however short of a time that was... Described events of things being thrown, rotting fish smell in the unit, blood dripping down the walls, strange sounds, and whisperings. That's just all above a nope. I'm out. Um, the units on either side of the unit say that they can still hear strange sounds and whispers even when it's a vacant space and they know nobody's in there. That's creepy. <laughs> just imagine like your neighbors are being loud, but you don't have neighbors on that side. Um, and the apartment wasn't exactly witness to good things during its existence. Um, the apartment, of course, was the scene of the murder in 2000. And then the complex itself had another tenant who resided in another apartment that was killed in an overnight three-alarm fire in 2009. So maybe it's just not a good place in general. Um, and I looked at pictures. It actually looks like a really kind of, it's an older complex. It's not bad. It's not super run down. It's just kind of your average run-of-the-mill complex and it just seems creepy um the complex is also said to be home to a ghostly white cat who roams the complex it is still in operation today so if you're looking for a place with some extra roommates who aren't going to pay rent and might keep you up all night well this might be the place for you now jacksonville is a beautiful place with amazing beaches great food and apparently a lot of people love it enough to have never left I can agree. Jackson, Jack's Beach is beautiful. Um, Atlanta Beach is beautiful. I love the area. I think it's great. Um, one of my favorite restaurants actually is up there, Post Tavern. Um, so I can see why people would visit these locations and never leave. Um, of course, you can visit any of these locations. Um, but as you do, make sure that you are aware of your surroundings, especially if you're in downtown Jacksonville at certain times. Um, look around for ghosts. But also, guys, got to keep an eye out on Florida, man. You don't want to run into Florida Man. I don't know. Is Florida Man worse than a ghost? I guess it depends on the ghost. Um, today's Florida Man comes to us from Marion County. Florida Man was apparently so desperate to get his beer that when he got upset with a gas station clerk because she wouldn't sell it to him, he wielded a corn dog stick and a hot dog. Kevin McDaniel threw hot dogs and then proceeded to poke a female clerk with a corn dog stick because she would not sell him beer. The man was seen lunging at the clerk with a hot dog after her refusal. Y'all ought to just started laughing. I would have I would have had to start laughing at that one. Um stay weird, Florida man. You never cease to disappoint us. Thanks for listening, guys. Hope you found that at least interesting, if not a new haunted place to check out. Don't forget to like, subscribe, follow. I would hate for you guys to miss out on an episode. Um Thanks again if you can leave a, a review, five stars. 
Check out the TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter pages for some fun. You can always reach out to me at email. It's thatfloridafeel at gmail.com. You can just say hi. I actually had somebody reach out, and I'm hoping to get them on the podcast eventually. Um, also, you guys who share memes on the uh, Florida page, the group and the page, you guys are awesome. I love those. I love seeing the memes and the history, and I just really appreciate you guys that want to share um, so that's, it's just hilarious to me. You know, make it, make it everybody's page that loves, you know, that Florida feeling. So thank you guys. Don't forget to stay hydrated. Drink your water, guys. Be nice to one another. Don't run into Florida man or a ghost. And as always, guys, that's your daily dose of sunshine. <laughs>